Because of Winn-Dixie, Chapter 23 Save the sandwiches, Gloria Dump yelled to me. Save the punch. I got my dog pitcher, screamed Sweetie Pie. She went running around, tearing them off the trees and the chairs. Don't worry, she kept shouting. I got them. I grabbed the platter of egg salad sandwiches, and the preacher grabbed the punch, and we ran into the kitchen with him. And when I ran back outside, I saw that Amanda had hold of Miss Franny Block and was helping her into the house. Miss Franny was so teetery in her high heels that the rain would have knocked her right over if Amanda hadn't held on to her. I grabbed Gloria Dump's arm. I'm all right, she said, but she had her hand on my arm and held on to me tight. I looked around the garden before we left. All the crepe paper was melted and the candles were out. And then I saw Otis. He was standing there by his jar of pickles, looking down at his feet. Otis, I hollered at him over the rain. Come on, we're going inside. When we got in the kitchen, Amanda and Miss Franny were laughing and shaking themselves like dogs. What a downpour, said Miss Franny. Wasn't that something? That came right out of nowhere, said the preacher. Woo-wee, said Gloria. Doc, squawked Gertrude. I looked at her. She was sitting on the kitchen table. The thunder was really booming and cracking. Oh, no, I said. I looked around the kitchen. Don't worry, said Sweetie Pie. I saved them dog pictures. I got them right here. She waved around her wad of magazine pages. Where's Winn-Dixie, I shouted. I forgot about him. I was just thinking about the party, and I forgot about Winn-Dixie. I forgot about protecting him from the thunder. Now, Opal, the preacher said, he's probably right out in the yard, hiding underneath the chair. Come on, you and I will go look. Hold on, said Gloria Dump. Let me get you a flashlight and some umbrellas. But I didn't want to wait. I went running out into the yard. I looked under all the chairs and around all the bushes and trees. I called his name real loud. I felt like crying. It was my fault. I was supposed to hold on to him, and I forgot. Opal, I heard the preacher shout. I looked up. He was standing on the porch with Gloria, and Dunlap and Stevie Dewberry were standing there, too. Your guests are here, the preacher said. I don't care, I hollered. Come on up here, Gloria Dump said, her voice all hard and serious. She shone her flashlight out at me. I walked up onto the porch, and she handed me the flashlight. Tell these boys hey, she said. Tell them you are glad they came, and that you will be right back just as soon as you find your dog. Hey, I said. Thank you for coming. I just got to find Winn-Dixie, and then I'll be right back. Stevie stared at me with his mouth wide open. You want me to help? Dunlap asked. I shook my head. I tried not to cry. Come here, child, Gloria Dump said. She reached for me and pulled me close to her and whispered in my ear, There ain't no way you can hold on to something that wants to go. You understand? You can only love what you got while you got it. She squeezed me hard. Good luck now, she called, as me and the preacher stepped off the porch and out into the rain. Good luck, Miss Franny called from the kitchen. That dog ain't lost, I heard Sweetie Pie holler to somebody inside. That dog's too smart to get lost. I turned around and looked back, and the last thing I saw was the porch light shining on Dunlap Dewberry's bald head. It made me sad, him standing on Gloria's porch, his bald head glowing. Dunlap saw me looking, and he raised up his hand and waved to me.
I didn't wave back. Chapter 24 Me and the preacher started walking and calling Winn-Dixie's name. I was glad it was raining so hard because it made it easy to cry. I cried and cried and cried, and the whole time I was calling for Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie, I screamed. Winn-Dixie, the preacher shouted, and then he whistled loud and long, but Winn-Dixie didn't show up. We walked all through downtown. We walked past the Dewberry's house and the Herman W. Block Memorial Library and Sweetie Pie's Yellow House and Gertrude's Pets. We walked out to the Friendly Corners trailer park and looked underneath our trailer. We walked all the way out to the Open Arms Baptist Church of Naomi. We walked past the railroad tracks and right on down Highway 50. Cars were rushing past us and their taillights glowed red like mean eyes staring at us. Daddy, I said, Daddy, what if he got run over? Opal, the preacher said, we can't worry about what might have happened. All we can do is keep looking. We walked and walked, and in my head I started on a list of ten things that I knew about Winn-Dixie. Things I could write on big old posters and put them up around the neighborhood. Things that would help people look for him. Number one was that he had a pathological fear of thunderstorms. Number two was he liked to smile using all his teeth. Number three was he could run fast. Number four was that he snored. Number five was that he could catch mice without squishing them to death. Number six was he liked to meet people. Number seven was he liked to eat peanut butter. Number eight was he couldn't stand to be left alone. Number nine was he liked to sit on couches and sleep in beds. Number 10 was he didn't mind going to church. I kept on going over and over the list in my head. I memorized it the same way I memorized the list of 10 things about my mama. I memorized it so if I didn't find him, I would have some part of him to hold on to. But at the same time, I thought of something I never thought of before. And and that was that a list of things couldn't even begin to show somebody the real Winn-Dixie. Just like a list of 10 things couldn't ever get me to know my mama. And thinking about that made me cry even more. Me and the preacher looked for a long time and finally he said we had to quit. But daddy, I said, when Dixie's out there somewhere, we can't leave him. Opal, the preacher said, we have looked and looked and there's only so much looking we can do. I can't believe you're going to give up, I told him. India Opal, the preacher said, rubbing his nose, don't argue with me. I stood and stared at him. The rain had let up some. It was mostly a drizzle now. It's time to head back, the preacher said. No, I told him. You go ahead and go, but I'm going to keep on looking. Opal, the preacher said in a real soft voice, it's time to give up. You always give up, I shouted. You're always pulling your head inside your stupid old turtle shell. I bet you didn't even go out looking for my mama when she left. I bet you just let her run off too. Baby, the preacher said, I couldn't stop her. I tried. Don't you think I wanted her to stay too? Don't you think I miss her every day? He spread his arms out wide and then dropped them to his sides. I tried, he said. I tried. Then he did something I couldn't believe. He started to cry. The preacher was crying. His shoulders were moving up and down, and he was making snuffling noises. 
And don't believe that losing Winn-Dixie doesn't upset me as much as it does you, he said. I love that dog. I love him too. Daddy, I said, and I went and wrapped my arms around his waist. He was crying so hard he was shaking. It's all right, I told him. It's okay. Shh, I said to him like he was a scared little kid. Everything will be okay. We stood there hugging and rocking back and forth, and after a while the preacher stopped shaking, and I still held on to him. And I finally got the nerve to ask the question I wanted to ask. Do you think she's ever going to come back? I whispered. No, the preacher said. No, I do not. I've hoped and prayed and dreamed about it for years, but I don't think she'll ever come back. Gloria says that you can't hold on to anything, that you can only love what you've got while you've got it. She's right, the preacher said. Gloria Dump is right. I'm not ready to let Winn-Dixie go, I said. I had forgotten about him for a minute, what with thinking about my mama. We'll keep looking, said the preacher. The two of us will keep looking for him. But do you know what? I just realized something, India Opal. When I told you your mama took everything with her, I forgot one thing, one very important thing that she left behind. What? I asked. You, he said. Thank God your mama left me you, and he hugged me tighter. I'm glad I've got you too, I told him, and I meant it. I took hold of his hand and we started walking back into town, calling and whistling for Winn-Dixie the whole way.